This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. For all, NBA, for all NBA warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. Um, let's get to some mailbag questions because we had some questions. Yes. Um, okay, I go with the first one from Jordan Vargas. He said, "Who would be more of a franchise leader, J.K. Pods or Tyrese Halliburton?" It's kind of wild to throw Halliburton in there. I don't think it's JK. So it's um, at least not at this stage of his career. But what I want to say, what I want to say about JK is um, because I, I feel like it's unfair to him a little bit. And I look, I probably even do it too, but it's like people focus so much on his athleticism. Right. And I think JK also has a pretty high IQ. He picks up things quickly right so he's still getting there but i feel like um i feel like it's not discussed enough it's just like his athleticism his athleticism his athleticism so um and i don't i don't think right now at this stage of his career he's a talker i'm going to be a leader you know like that's not where he is but if you remember someone like clay like the way and I'm not saying Clay is like one of those front facing leaders of the team, but if you look at like even the way Clay used to be in like press conferences and do media, he's evolved so much. So I feel like based on what I've seen right now, I wouldn't pick JK, but that doesn't mean he's not going to evolve and grow over time. Like some people just have that. It's innate from the beginning and others don't. Um, so I think both pods and Tyrese have the personality and ability to do it um, just from the function standpoint it's to be determined if Pods is going to become the level of player to be that right I think Tyrese Halliburton probably is he has his own franchise so we have to see so I guess I'm going to have to pick Tyrese based on those reasons but you know I just think honestly all three of these players they have like uh, not Tyrese so much maybe maybe Tyrese but in terms of Warriors, both JK and Pods have surpassed the expectations so much of what they could and would be that I'm not going to put any like limits on what they can be. I'm just going to sit back and watch because I just think Pods is going to be so much better than we expected. And I saw you today tweeted, you know, sort of what you thought JK ceiling might be right now. And I think you said like the second best player on a team and potential like fringe all NBA. I don't want to like mess up your tweet and your words, but I think that's what mm -hmm. I saw. So that that's my answer. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think like you said, Tyrese has his own franchise already. So I guess I mean, he's definitely leading in that as far as the question is concerned right now from a personality. I think pods has like, 
the most like leadership type of personality. Like he's like, not afraid to tell you what he's, I mean, we, we all, I mean, not we all, but like there was an article that came out yep. that detailed his, his relationship with the guys and how he's kind of risen up to where he is now. And, you know, a constant theme is that like, he's not afraid. He's not afraid to tell people what he thinks should be happening on the court. He's not afraid to, you know, no matter what your stature is, tell you that you're messing up and stuff like that. So that's clearly the the persona of someone who is a leader, a natural born leader that's just going to, you know, say what he think is right in that moment. And, and so from a personality standpoint, I would definitely say pause. From a player standpoint, you got to go with Holly right now because he has reached superstar status already. So um, that's yeah, I mean, there's there's always a level of you can lead, but if you're not like one of the guys in terms of your play, yeah. right? Um, then there's there's a cap on that. Exactly. And yeah. so it's really depends on like what player. And I mean, pods is a lot of things. Like I have to go back and read. I saw something where he's going to say like I don't know. I'm, I'm not even going to say it because I don't want to mess up anything. But like he thinks very highly of himself. Um, and I don't have a problem with that. Um, so it's just a matter of like where he will reach. Um, the, 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 the Slater, a well-written, great piece. Everyone should go read it on Brandon Pajemski. Um, you should also check out my video essay on Brandon Pajemski. Um, but available on NBC sports. So it's on, it's on the website. It's also on their um, you, YouTube channel, um, NBC Sports Bay Area specifically, um, and Slater's articles for The Athletic. Uh, it brought up some conversation, not going to really get into it deeply, but let's not, oh, okay, it just came out, Dub signed. Lester. Um, Lester. So we expected that. So mm-hmm. it's coming. Um Everything doesn't have to be brought back to JP, guys. It doesn't always got to get brought back to Jordan Poole, you yeah. know? Like, <laughs> and honestly, I'm tired of people coming to my mentors telling me what I don't know. Guess what? I know more than you. And I'm saying, on, I don't mean it like that, but I do. I know more than you on this subject. Just because I can't state it <laughs> on the timeline, mm-hmm. I know more than you on this subject. But, like, just stop trying to justify what Draymond did. It was wrong period period that's it it was wrong and we're all trying to move on let jordan be let him be you know um and so like there was a time that draymond bragged or a a co-sign the way jp talked he loved it he's on record saying oh you know he loved that about him right so Mm -hmm. we don't have to say oh well the fact that he let brandon say this to him must mean that well because he he loved pools talking before, right? So <laughs> you mm-hmm. love things until you don't. And I'm not suggesting that he's gonna do anything to Brandon, but you know, like I just I just don't understand this thing with Jordan Poole, a player who helped them win. This need to like it's unfortunate what happened with Jordan. And I hate that he's with the Wizards because now it has some of y'all talking crazy about him and what his ability is as a player. So I'm sure Jordan Poole will come up again because that's what, what we do. And they're about to play the Wizards soon. So we can talk about Jordan at a later date when they play the Wizards. But, like, I just let let an article be about pods. <laughs> leave brand, leave um, Poole alone. And, like, let's just try to move on. And if we can't come to an agreement that Draymond fucked up, you know, like, I don't know. But, like, he was wrong, period. 
point blank. Mm. That's it. Period. Period. Um, okay, what are the rest of the questions? We're on to Alki or Alki. Sorry if I mispronounced, but it says, does Kerr continue to play at the pace that lately? I'm assuming he's meaning like that they've been playing at lately. If so, any concerns for the rest of the season doing so, considering health and CP affecting it? I'm going to I'm going to actually maybe like just say I, I just want to hear what you have to say. But I think the CP concerns are valid. And I kind of have seen like some tweets, I feel, with people like mocking people like, oh, I'm sure a great player like CP is going to come and mess things up like. Yes. And that happens all the time, even with players who are existing on the team, right? Like if they've taken a break for a while and people have been playing and things have changed, they sometimes need a second to figure out how to fit in now. So I don't think it's that crazy, but I mean, I think we've watched not this extended of an absence, but we watched earlier in the season when CP missed a game or two here and there, and then he would come back and like, they played a little differently. And so, and I don't think it's because CQ, CQ. I don't think it's because CP isn't high IQ and smart and all that shit. I think when you want to talk about muscle memory or like doing what you always do, it's like the Warriors know how to win games. And yet in late game situations, they revert to old habits, silly passes, things like that. Right. So they're not above it. Chris mm-hmm. Paul isn't above it. So um, I do have some concerns about him returning um, because they're getting in a nice flow. And to me, the, the areas that they are still struggling with are defensive related. And I don't think he helps that that much. Uh, we could talk about turnovers, whatever, but those existed when he was here. But I mean, um, really, I, I'm i a little concerned. I'm not going to, I'm a little concerned also because the way that his name was always brought up when he wasn't here, it feels like a crutch um, for Steve Kerr, right? And mm-hmm. so I am a little concerned, Justin. So what do you think? Yeah, I think they'll continue to play at that pace for sure when he's not on the court. And I have the same concerns, like if he comes back and is he going to stop fast breaks and and do things like that. Uh, on the other side, I do feel like depending on the matchup, depending on the lineup that he's out there with, his him being able to slow things down can help certain lineups um, in the half court specifically because they do not have guys – that can consistently create advantages in the half court outside of Steph. So having someone who can slow it down could help a little bit there. But as far as health, I mean, it's the same concerns as when we enter the season, right? They play at a fast pace. A lot of their guys are older. Um, They're not the most durable team out there. So, like, it's not anything that's going to keep you up at night, but it's always something to keep in the back of your mind. These guys can get hurt at any point, you know, like Steph – knock on wood has, hasn't been hurt this season, but he's been hurt the last all of the last few seasons. So hopefully that continues that he doesn't get hurt, but yeah, it's, it's a reasonable concern. Um, and it's a reasonable concern to think that Chris Paul can come in even as, even though he's been mostly fine for them this season, he just clearly doesn't play all the, the puzzle piece doesn't fit all the way with Golden state. And there's some ways that that can be a good thing for them. And there's some ways where it can be a negative thing for them. So, we're just going to have to see. But, yeah, there's definitely some concerns there. Next question. This is from Sad Steph Stan. It's a tongue twister almost. Um, what to make of our horrible fourth quarter net rating? Any solutions? 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are there any solutions, Justin? Uh, by the way, shout out to Janelle Moore. She wrote a great piece today um, for the Mercury, Mercury News. And um, she talks a lot about what happens in late game situations and their their struggles in the fourth during those periods of time. And a lot of it has to do with their defense um, over helping um, and the way that they have to defend. And so um, it's costing them. Um, and they they have to figure that out. So um, go check that out and read it. But we have Justin right here. So it's, you're shaking your head. So it seems like you agree with Janelle. Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah. So they got to fix their defense and they got to fix their rebounding. It really starts with defense. In those but moments, you're saying. In those, in those moments, for sure. Um, this team isn't going anywhere unless Andrew, Jonathan, and Clay can really make a difference on that end in clutch moments, right? Over the course of the game, whatever, cool. But when teams are like, all right, this is winning time, uh, Wiggins and JK have to be be disruptive and they have to be able to stay in front of their man. That's first and foremost. Um, Clay has to help on the glass. And they got to help Draymond out. I think um, there was a stat that I saw on Twitter the other day. It was like rebounding in the clutch this season, like compared to rebounding just in general for each player. And like Draymond had like a huge dip in his rebounding in the clutch and JK Wiggins and clay all had a like marginal dips in their rebounding as well. Like they got to just rebound better. A lot of the times they're just watching the ball go up and then the guy runs by him and and grabs it. They got to rebound better. They got to defend better. And um, that's, that's honestly where it starts and ends right there. Like stay in front of your man. So you don't have to overhelp box out when the ball goes up, don't ball watch. And they should be fine. They have the size and athleticism in that lineup um, that can stop people. They just got to secure their rebound afterwards. Now, when Pods is in there, they kind of don't have the size to stop people. <laughs> so that's something that they have to figure out if he continues to, to continues to close. But he can rebound. Um, so, I mean, obviously it's matchup dependent. But if you had to choose what's likely their best closing lineup, who is it? It's Steph, Clay, Wiggins, Kaminga, and Draymond. I think, you know, offensively and defensively, it makes the most sense. And from a size perspective, it makes the most sense. So I would I would close with them. And then you just got to hope or put these guys in position in terms of Clay, Wiggins, and JK to be the best versions of themselves because that's, that's where your ceiling lies and how good those three guys can be. And what kind of matchups would you maybe put GP2 in the closing lineup? Um, a, a matchup like, let's say you're playing OKC and they got a lot of smalls out there and you need somebody to guard Shea. And, you know, I'm not sure if it's whoever of those three wings that I named, Clay Wiggins and, and JK, whoever's having the, I guess, the least impactful game has to come out for Gary in that situation. But if those guys are on their game, then I was like, all right, we can just close without Gary, but yeah. Or maybe like the Kings, a team where it's a lot of smalls, a lot of guards, and maybe just one big, you know, four out one in type of team. Okay. I think we have one more question. Yeah. 
This is from Ariana at Curry Biatch. It's a few questions. Okay. How does Chris Paul get reinserted into the lineup? Whose minutes should he Who take? I'm sorry, I missed that because the ESPN alert about Lester. What, what was the question? Start, could you start again? Yep. It says, how does Chris Paul get reinserted into the lineup? Whose minutes should he take and do they close with him? And could they ever convince him to come off the bench? Well, he's already. Yeah. And I feel like we sort of addressed him like being reinserted into the lineup. But whose minutes do you think he's most likely to to take? He's eating into pause minutes for sure. Because pause been pushing like 35 plus for a while. So he's eating into those. Obviously, Lester's not going to play at all. I'm going to assume Moses is not going to play no more, even though he's already not in the rotation. So, um, yeah. I think mostly from pods, all of Leicester. And that's kind of where they're, yeah, that's where they'll come from. Backup guard minutes, yeah. Okay. So we didn't really um, get into like an outlook, but just high level. I mean, I feel like some in ways we did and talk in answering some of these mailbag questions, mm-hmm. but high level, um, what needs to happen for this? We know, like, obviously, basically, they need to kind of go on a run and continue to win. But um, and I would still say they're in the middle of the run. Like, having a loss doesn't mean you're not on a run. It's a matter of, like, do you keep losing or do you, like, come back and keep winning? And is it, like, like five or six wins before you have a loss? That kind of a thing. Um, but I guess what I, what I want to know is, like, one, in terms of the buyout market, if they're, sign- if they're adding Lester, they still have one more spot. Um, so like, I feel like there's been some sort of murmurs about potentially if there's a big or like someone. So is there anyone on your radar who might potentially be a good buyout candidate? That's one. Um, should they do that? Try to get another player? Cause we still have the whole trace conundrum. Um, and then also just in general, what is the outlook? Like, what do they have to do? Uh, as far as bio, I haven't looked too deep into it. I know Otto is maybe available, so it's like maybe for vibes. And if he can get healthy enough, he knows the system already. You can grab him. Um, that'd be cool. But in terms of like what they got to do to continue their run and push, it's Steph continue to play at a high level. Um, that's baseline stuff. Draymond continue to play at a high level, and then it, it ultimately boils down. Their ceiling boils down to those three guys, like. If Wiggins is going to be a two-way force and he's going to be one of the better perimeter defenders in the league while also giving you 15 to 20 any given night, right, efficiently. Uh, if JK is going to consistently give you 20-plus as a second, third option, whatever the case may be, depending on the night, that, that needs to happen. He needs to be able to defend, rebound, and Clay has to find his shot. Like, if Clay finds his shot and he's giving you 15-plus, whether it's starting or off the bench, that just adds – another element to your offense, which is already kind of like people think they need a legitimate second option. Um, they could definitely benefit from another tier one guy as a, as next to Steph. But I think with Wiggins, like Giannis, with there, there were some rumors or something there was some rumors. Know, that floating around. Okay. But another day, another day, just wondering. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, if they, if I mean, even still clay JK and Wiggins together, could be enough offensive help for, for Steph and pods as well. And Draymond with his shooting as well. So like they need those guys to be the best version of themselves for them to win anything of significance, because it doesn't matter how good Steph and Draymond play. If those three guys ain't at that level, 
you're going to lose to whoever in the second round because you know you need a little bit more talent than those than those two alone so yeah okay so my final question for you then is um there, I saw something, I think it's betting odds, that neither the Lakers or Warriors make the playoffs, and I'm assuming that's because people think they're going to lose in the play-in, because both teams are in the play-in. I don't really expect the Utah Jazz to get back in there. Um, so, one, um, are they making the playoffs? And, two, are they making it via way of the play-in, or do you think the Warriors are still going to get a, a top-six seed? And I, I do think five or six is still viable. Uh they get into the playoffs. I think both teams are getting into the playoffs, but are they going to get top six? They are currently five games out of the sixth place. I'm How going many to losses? What are the losses? 22 for the Pelicans and 26 for the Warriors. Okay. What's fifth um, place? Fifth is 22. That's what I'm saying. That's why I say five or six is still viable to me. But okay, gotcha. It's definitely possible. It's definitely possible. You got to outpace these teams by five games. Um, I would say it's less likely <laughs> that they get a five or six, but they're going to get into the playoffs. They're not going to lose into. They're not going to lose twice in the play-in because they're definitely going to be above nine or ten. So they would have to lose twice to get out of the playoffs, and I don't think that's going to happen. So I'm going to say in the playoffs via play-in. Okay. I hope, they, I hope they get in five or six. That would be amazing. That would be great. Okay. Well, they there you go, y'all. That's your that's your um outlook. You know, um, Justin, I definitely want to revisit um the Giannis thing with you because there was a quote, and again, I, I have to read things because you know people just like to put out quotes, and I don't have full context. But apparently, Steph confirmed like hundred percent he sees, you know, him, Clay, and Dre playing to the end. I also don't know what else he's supposed to say when people ask that, but that's fine. He's not going to say no, like we're not. Mm -hmm. So, but whatever. I don't put too much stock into those, but um, <laughs> you know, like if somehow they were able to get Giannis, if that meant having to give up one of those two, um, peace. <laughs> peace and thank they you for your dudes. services. They were, they were good dudes. Okay, but what I'm saying is I want to probably when we come back um, after Thursday's game, just sort of explore if it had to be one or the other, what that means and how they'd look. But, okay, we know that you're okay parting with either one <laughs> if it meant getting Giannis. <laughs> yeah, for a tier one star, for a tier one star, like, come on, see y'all. Appreciate Got you. you. Got you. Gotcha. Okay. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed this um, edition or this episode rather of Golden Spaces. I had fun. It's a fun conversation. Um, so I, I hope you guys enjoyed it because we had fun having it. We will be back. Um, I don't know if I will be back, but we will be back. We as in Golden Spaces um, and our girl Karima who took off today, but um, we'll be back to cover what is the game? Who are they playing? Lakers. Is it Lakers? Lakers. It's the Lakers. In LA or is it in, in the Bay? I'm not sure. But. Okay. Well, they play the Lakers, and um, we will have post post game to at home. They're at home. Okay, so they're in chase. They truly do need to beat them after what happened in that overtime thriller. Um, so that I was there for it. It was oh gosh, so much. So um, we will be back to cover that. So thank you for tuning in. We appreciate you. Make sure you are following us at Golden Spaces Pod. We are on X Twitter and we are on Instagram. 
Also, make sure you leave us. Oh my gosh, people blowing up my phone. Make sure you leave us. Oh, wow. I'm never this popular during the podcast. Sorry. <laughs> make, sure you, make sure you are leaving us a five-star rating and a wonderful review and sharing. We appreciate that. Until next time, y'all take care.